You're listening to I Am a Pain Patient with Mary Ann. Hello. Welcome to another week and another episode of I Am a Pain Patient with Mary Ann. I'm so happy that you're here. This beginning sections, these beginning sections, each week, uh, my goal is to help equip you with the tools that you need to be successful in your journey with health and wellness. And so this week, we are poignantly and appropriately going to be talking about embracing our now (laughs) and all that that entails. In a very particular way, we are going to be addressing the truth about our memories. Now, memories come with natural boundaries, as our memories are colored by our perspective. So when we are talking about our memories, we have to be aware that we can only speak about our own experiences and own our own side of the story. Why is this important to even say? (laughs) I think um, for any of us who have experienced like a charged relationship, (laughs) one of those relationships where it seems like every time you see a certain person, you knock heads or you disagree on something or there's just a misunderstanding to be had, waiting to be had, it seems. Um, And I want to bring up the the point that every time we see this person with whom we have an emotionally charged relationship, the memories, those negative memories that we have with that person are going to come up every single time. Um, And all of them are going to just like flood you. (laughs) And it can feel really overwhelming to sieve through that experience of just that powerful um, potency of emotions. that can form memories. And the reason I think it's very important to to just draw out that our memories are colored by our own perspective is that we can only speak to our side of any memory. We can only speak to our own perspective of any memory. And in this way, our memory is then directly tied to the virtue of hope because through being detached from our side of the story while at the same so at the same time we can own our story and be detached from like that desire that everybody see that story your way <laughs> um, which I know you all know what I'm talking about everyone has those things where they're like okay I gotta get to mom first so that she can hear my side of the story as to why I was naughty and why my sibling is crying <laughs> that's just like a very general example um, from my own childhood <laughs> so in order to reach that space where we can feel hope inside of our memories we have to return to three basic truths, humility, detachment, and verification. So we spoke about that detachment piece where we have to detach ourselves from that tight grasp that we have on our own perspective that colors our memories. We have to detach ourselves from being right, from 
justifying our behaviors, from justifying our reactions. Oh, it's so hard. And in humility, humility is acknowledging things as they are in truth. Acknowledging something as it is in truth. And as far as memories go, we have to acknowledge that they're colored by our perspective. That's the truth of memories. They're not the end-all be-all. They can be a very helpful tool. They can be a very helpful tool. They can also be a hindrance. Um, for example, <laughs> my journey includes post-traumatic stress disorder, which I incurred after several car accidents. Several. <laughs> and there are certain triggers that I have to be aware of that are tied to these memories that I have that are so strong, that are so powerful, that shoot me back to those moments of intense fear and intense vulnerability. And so in humility, I acknowledge that those memories are colored by my own perspective. And that kind of can help dampen their power to overtake my life. And the verification piece is seeking a neutral third party with whom to share these memories with. So in my story, I worked with a psychologist for two months straight, <laughs> meeting once a week and talking through my history, talking through how those memories um, colored my perspective on the accidents that I had incurred and my perspective during the accidents, how I viewed things, how I viewed my relationships after the fact. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff you have to go through <laughs> to traverse through the dark night. Um, but it's vitally important to have a neutral third party who can listen, who can honor your perspective, but also make you aware of the wider, the wider perspective that is out there. Um, okay, so then flushing this out, how are we to journey through our memories and allow them to illuminate our current journey, which is the seeking of health and wellness? So the first thing I'm going to mention is that emotions can cling to sensory objects. Um, this is so powerful because memories a lot of times are very steeped in emotions. And so we can have items of special significance that shoot us back to our childhood, shoot us back to our grandmas, our moms, our childhoods. For instance, and this is so silly. <laughs> you guys are going to think this is so, so silly. But I, in my youth, um, growing up at a private Catholic school, we, we had like a speech contest every year. And there were two years I was in like the finals of this speech contest. And I didn't win one year. And then the next year I won. And so somewhere in a box in my basement is the award that I received for winning the speech contest. And every time it gets time to like move, I end up keeping that award. I don't know why. Well, I do know why, because it is charged with the memories of that moment of putting forth so much effort into a final product and sinking myself into doing it well 
and seeing like the power of being able to to stand in front of people and speak well. That's why I'm here right now, honestly. And so like that that small tiny award that's downstairs in my basement in a box reminds me of where I came from and that I have big beautiful plans to continue presenting to people, to continue to find my voice and show the world that there is hope for us pain science victims or us um, chronic pain patients, excuse me. Um, and so we have to accept that emotions can cling to sensory objects in order to allow those sensory objects to illumine us, to not hold us back. So the next piece we're going to discuss is that confusion and disturbances um, can oftentimes be caused by our memories. And um, it's so true. It's so true. Um, and I mentioned earlier, like those supercharged relationships that in your life that you think about um, and you, every time you encounter that person, those memories like surge forward and they're right there in front of you. Um, but allowing yourself to acknowledge that memories can cause disturbance or confusion can help you wade through that a little bit, um, to where like, okay, like I acknowledge that I am being barraged by a set of memories that are colored by my perspective, that are fueled by my side of the story, and that a lot of times... <laughs> come from a desire to justify my behaviors, my actions, my words. And that can allow you to travel through that confusion and those disturbances. Um, another vital tool um, I'll say on this section is that verification piece where you have a neutral third party with whom you can discuss these things, um, discuss fears that come through with those charged memories, discuss vulnerabilities, discuss the potency of your side of the story and help you own that story a little bit more. So, um, and that third, this third piece is being open to the experiences of others. Whoa. <laughs> um, it's so potent and so powerful. So as we've spoken in these first two pieces, our memories are supercharged with our perspective um, and they carry with them the power of our personal perspective. And when we are approaching one of those supercharged relationships or those supercharged mountains that we're trying to overcome, for instance, in my life, my pain, my chronic pain was a mountain that I had to overcome. And with three years of pretending that nothing was wrong, I had to confront that. <laughs> and that meant that I had to be open to the experiences of others. So from my perspective, I knew why I had clammed up, why I hadn't shared anything. And it wasn't until I was open to hearing from my friends, from my family, what those actions meant in their lives, I wasn't, I wasn't disposed to heal. <laughs> um, so as a small example, I will always remember a conversation that I had with one of my dear friends. Um, and it was after I had opened up about my pain journey and about my struggles and I was being honest um, about my boundaries and having to say no more than I used to. And this friend, this dear sweet friend, she said, Mare, I am mad at your neck. 
I was like, me too, buddy. Me too. Um, but how beautiful to, to facilitate that reunion through her experience of my journey and how that had hindered our relationship. <laughs> um, and so it allowed a deepening of that friendship, a deepening of that relationship, um, just through being open to the experiences of others. Um, this fourth piece is really important, um, which is confronting your glory days. We all kind of had those rosy memories of some, some part point in our past that we consider our glory days. Um, for me, glory days would include um, basketball, high school basketball with my homeschool basketball team. We had a fabulous coach who taught us how to lose with dignity. <laughs> Tells you how good our team was. Um, we won a bit too, but like when we won, our coach told us, okay, you won, win with dignity and allow the losing team to preserve theirs. Whoa. And then when we lost, he said, okay, we've lost. Lose with dignity. This doesn't have anything to do with you, your value, your worth, your, your sense of belonging. You're still you. We just suffered a defeat and you gave it your all. And that's, that's how we are going to, going to move forward and continue to strive for excellence. Oh, what an amazing coach he was. Um, but confronting those glory days, because if I'm thinking in my head, like I was a low post, cornered up, you know, like sink your booty in and just block everybody out. I was really good at defense. I was really good at rebounding. <laughs> And I fouled out like every game, <laughs> which is not great. That's not great. Um, but confronting my glory days is part of the process of like moving forward. So saying like, hey, like what's so glorious about those days? Like that internal feeling of just being a steamroller of the power of my presence and its power to just move things forward, to score baskets, to keep other people from scoring baskets, from inserting myself. It's just like, I don't know, it just captures the power of like that steamroller-ness that cholerics are really known for. Um, and so I had to confront those glory days because I am not capable of being a strong low post anymore because the power of my trunk, <laughs> um, it's there. It's just uh, more easily flared up. And so I have to be accepting of the fact that like my weaknesses exist now. Um, another way of confronting glory days would be um, for me thinking back to my single life when I had the ability to sleep whenever I needed to sleep, to work out whenever I wanted to work out, to walk miles and miles and miles uh, just because I loved being outside and now I'm a mom and I have had three children with my body <laughs> for one. I have fed three children with my body. Um, I continue to wake up in the middle of the night with three children. And accepting that those things are beautiful, but they have changed my body. And the acceptance that these can be glory days too. And that we are in charge of our own stories. So 
The fifth and final stage that I'm going to call you to today is resolving to embrace your now. And that kind of teed myself up for that. So embracing that your body has been somewhere and done amazing things, but that your body is capable of continuing to do amazing things. Not in spite of chronic pain, not in spite of your illnesses, not in spite of fibromyalgia, of MS, but through accepting your story, through accepting the boundaries that come with that, through accepting that you had glory days and they existed and they were beautiful, and embracing that your life right now is also good and beautiful, and sinking ourselves into the power of embracing that concept that these moments are sacred and we will never have them again. And the way we live these moments matters. The way we approach our relationships matters. And that we are capable of meeting the challenges of our day-to-day life, the life of a chronic pain patient. 